You're listening to The Pursuit, a podcast from the Salem Baptist Church of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The Pursuit is a podcast designed to help people find and pursue life in Jesus through transparent conversations about God, His Word, and His Church. You can find more about Salem Baptist Church by visiting our website at salembaptistnow.org. Well, welcome to The Pursuit. I'm joined today uh, by Pastor Harper Compton, our executive pastor, and we're going to talk a little bit today about our plans uh, for going back to in-person services starting on June 14th. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but before, we'd like to get into a couple things. Number one, why we made the decision to do what we did, and then finally, what's been happening, what we've learned during this time, and then what's our plan for going back. So Pastor Harper, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, first, let's start this question. I kind of want to go with it this way. I remember how it went down. I was away. I was at Southeastern Seminary during a module, and uh, I was just getting texted by you guys about what's coming. Um, It really kind of moved pretty fast where I was. Um, When I left for that week, um, the only cases at the time were actually where I was heading. And so um, I remember being there. We were, you know, they were keeping us, making sure we were washing our hands and and taking care of uh, things like that. Uh, didn't even think about this happening or where, where, where it eventually uh, went to. Uh, then about Thursday night, um, we got the call, got the conversation, started the ball rolling about closing the services or moving to a strictly online service. So can you speak a little bit more about that to people who are listening? Oh, yeah. I remember um, we had had some conversations in the office uh, just about, you know, what do we do? How soon do we make a decision and that kind of stuff? And uh, we had a deacon's meeting on that Thursday night, and going in there, our plan was just to really talk about it, see where everyone was at, and what we felt like would be lo- kind of best moving forward, and uh, and then come to find out just a little bit earlier that n- night, uh, the governor had come out and recommended that groups over a certain number not meet, and so we wanted to follow that, and so suddenly that conversation moved rapidly, um, and I still remember sitting in there and kind of surprised that this was the discussion we were having to have that soon. Um, but I remember our, our heart in all of this was to um, really just do what we believed was safest and healthiest for everyone involved. I think one of the things that's stood out to me over this whole time is we're not just concerned about the you know, 280 people that we see here on a weekend, um, but also the thousands of people that they all come into contact with once they leave here and go out into the week, whether it's to go get groceries or go to work or wherever they interact with other people, it's how that can easily spread. And so, so we wanted to be, uh, one of the th- big things was being a good neighbor, loving our neighbors well through doing what was safest and healthiest at the time. And we believed that that was going to just transitioning to online only for the time being. Um, so that's kind of how that started. And yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a good point to make for those listening. Is this was a way we wanted to to love our neighbor as ourselves, um, and uh, we we thought that would be the best way to do this. And now, under I'll be honest, I didn't think it would be that long. So we're actually going to be by the time June fourteenth rolls around, we've been away for thirteen weeks. Um, I remember looking at Pastor Nate's um, order of service that first service we were taping and it said COVID service one. I was like, well, I hope we don't see too many of these. <laughs> I never thought we'd see 13 of them. Um, but it has been, it's been longer than I expected. So let's talk a little bit 
for for our listeners, and this is both our Salem people and then other churches, other pastors listening, um, what have we been doing? What are the, some of the things that we did during this time? Um, we, we couldn't do everything, but we focused on some things we saw as of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. So um, I can speak to a little bit as well, but I remember being in the meeting in front of the whiteboard. We said, okay, here's the things we feel like our members need weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had the we went to the online service, um, which I think has been really a, a neat experience. Um, I've been able to um, interact with my family on in, in these during the lessons uh, pretty well. Where you couldn't maybe do them in the service when it, when one of your kids had a question, it might be you might feel it might be rude to interrupt or talk while Pastor Kevin's talking. But since he's on video, he can't see me. It might be okay <laughs> um, to have conversations like that. That might bring up a point that we might have to retrain ourselves when we come back to a service. <laughs> Um, but, I, but we've seen that. So the services have been online. Uh, we've got a Bible study that is happening midweek where we're still going through the curriculum, uh, right now through the book of Romans. We'll be starting, um, Proverbs soon. Um, and, and there's other things that are going on too, but share with a little bit on your side. What are some things that we, that have been happening? Maybe some of our members don't know about. Yeah. So we very intentionally, um, tried to focus on the main thing. What's the main thing during this time? And I think you're right. Again, initially, we thought this was going to be a month, you know, at most. Um, and so now to see 13 weeks have been designated for this is is something that we did not think or assume at the time being. Um, but yeah, we really did. We focused on our Sunday morning service. We believed that was the main, one of the main things we needed to do. Um, and uh, you know, like you mentioned, we've had other things that we wanted to offer and make other content available to our people during the week to encourage them to uh, just keep spirits high and to continue teaching God's word in different ways. And uh, at the same time, we didn't want to overload. It would have been easily to uh, or easy to overload people with too much content and trying to keep everything up and going. And so we were very intentional in how we did things and. Um, and so as time went on and we knew it was going to become longer, we kept producing more content. And that's where this podcast came from. That's where, you know, um, some of these things that we're doing worship nights online. And, um, and so part of that, too, is a huge shout out to our tech team mm-hmm. with uh, especially James Keezer and Don Sundin and Lisa Underwood and some of those people who have helped during this time. You know, I know a lot of churches were kind of having to scramble to find stuff to live stream. And so thankfully, we've already had that and we've kind of been able to refine our online services over this time. So that's been a huge plus. Um, But yeah, we really focused on the main thing and how we could add additional content throughout the week um, very strategically and intentionally. Yeah. And and I think too, what what I've noticed is it's been fun doing this. Um, We've had to think outside the box a little bit, Um, you know, just as we were you know, we've had a couple of services where we've had to do a couple of different takes. I'll share that. I'll share this one. When I was, when it was my preaching, uh, I was preaching a couple of weeks ago. Um, I started, I started the sermon and I introduced myself as Rick Kleinard, pastor of outreach and discipleship. And I'm like, that was the job I had when I first came on. And I had to say, James, that's not even my job anymore. Let's kill that. And he starts laughing. And so, uh, we, we won't have that when we come back. There's, there's gonna be no second uh, takes when we come back. It's all back to being live. Um, but I think we've, uh, I personally feel like we've grown as a staff uh, together mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. we've had, our meetings have been more intentional. Um, Zoom has become big with us. I, we were talking earlier, I wish I'd have invested in Zoom uh, and Lowe's hardware apparently before all this went down. 
but um, but it's been different, and mm-hmm. so uh, looking forward to getting things back. But I think what it's taught us is that we, there needs to be a digital mm-hmm. uh, component to Salem. We can't just be the come and see church. We have to be also the, the go and tell. And one yeah. way we can do that is through the digital uh, our digital footprint mm-hmm. that we have. All right, so uh, there's a couple more things I've been, you know, these are like almost like Salem's best kept secrets. Um, I know that the the college ministry has been meeting Monday nights. They do the basement theologians Bible study. They meet on Zoom uh, and study. Guys like uh, Johnny Andreas and Sarah Giles and and Ralston have been and heading this up, and it's been great doing taking that over. Um, it's been we've been able to see leadership arise. Um, it's been great, great to see that. I know that uh, Peggy Hartman has been meeting on Sunday afternoon with her group, um, and then she also does cubbies uh, through Zoom, which I can't. I'd love to sit in on a cubbies Zoom meeting. I bet that's just fun. Um, and so, just just really neat things that have been happening. Uh, Pam Scruggs, our children's ministry director, has been um, creating videos and good content for our students to see at home. Shout out to Clayton Richter, who's been heading up youth group. Uh, my kids have been enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just I called I called him our digital youth pastor last time I talked <laughs> to him. Um, and so there's been some great things happening, and it's been been a beautiful thing to see Salem pull together for that. Yeah. Um, so we have so we've learned a few things. So let me ask this question next. What do you think we as a, as a as a church and as a staff? What have we learned during this time that that maybe we haven't talked about already? I think. <clears throat> we have clarified what the main thing is. Um, it's easy to get distracted by good things and mistake them for um, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think this has helped us refocus. What is the main thing? What are we pouring all of our, our most of our resources um, into our time, our even finances, but even our, our people, our manpower? Um, where are we what are we doing with that and how are we spending that? Are we being good stewards of the resources that God's given us? And so I feel like we've been a lot more intentional. Something else has uh, been social media. Julie Smith has done a great job with social media and just being more intentional right now uh, during this time. And that's something that's grown and we've seen a lot more engagement from people online. Um, you know, and so that's been a, that's been a huge thing too. And so we've seen that um, we can reach really a larger crowd digitally than we can reach physically. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that's been something we've tried to embrace. And not that that's becoming the main thing instead of this, but it's it, we're seeing that complement uh, very well what we're trying to do. So... Um, so yeah, our you know even our viewers with uh, online streaming uh, and Facebook Live, and we're we're seeing a lot more devices stream, and we're kind of thinking there's at least two people to each device, and so we're having a lot more people watch our services online now than we ever had in the auditorium and watching online. Uh, before all this happened. So we're having a broader outreach and we're seeing that we can reach more people through embracing digital. And um, so that, that's been that's been neat. I think something else is um, even just as a team, uh, you, you mentioned that and kind of alluded to that somehow we're, we're working together. And I think, you know, with being at home and working virtually, uh, remotely, we're, we're having to kind of communicate more than ever, and almost over-communicate in many ways uh, to the church, but also between us as a staff. We're communicating a lot more about things, and so it's making us be a lot more intentional in how we plan that out and kind of strategize. 
You mentioned a number of viewers, and I think that's a good point to make too. Is we understand that a lot of people who have been watching our services, because I've been, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the Facebook and and see or the Facebook feed and see um, people who are commenting, mm-hmm. and I know those are those are members of other good solid biblical churches that may not be doing something right now. And some churches have chosen not to stream anything right now, uh, and that's fine. So we, we're able to reach. When we say outreach, there, there's people there who who may not know the Lord or, or being a part of a good church, but there are all some, also some that are part of a good church. Um, they're just watching our services as well. And I think that's a testimony of what Salem has historically really been a teaching church. Mm-hmm. We've been a place that can help other pastors and other churches too. And so I think that's a, a great way we can keep that going. All right, so we're looking at heading back in June 14th. Yeah. Um, so talk us through a little bit about what could a, a member of Salem and a tender of Salem expect uh, on June 14th and maybe there's a pastor listening right now, uh, and they've been benefiting from some of our discussion. How could and what, maybe they want to hear this and say, "Here's what I could implement later." So, what are we doing at on at Salem on June 14th, both the structure and, and how to keep people safe? Yeah, so we are we, we put out a poll, a survey several weeks ago, just seeing where people were in their comfort levels with coming back together. And we know there are those who are sick, those who are vulnerable. Uh, for different reasons, those who just don't feel safe, you know, coming out yet. And so we wanted to kind of gauge where our people were at and what would be safest, how we could really minister and serve them well. And so one of the things that came out of that was uh, a, a good number of people were more willing to attend Sunday morning if we had two services in order to just kind of separate the groups up and allow for a smaller group in the auditorium at one time. And so we said, all right, let's let's do it, you know. Um, and so I think that's one thing too, during this time, we're not holding to anything too tightly where, um, we're, we're willing to change and just adapt. And so, so that's one of those adaptations. And so we're going to have two services at 9am and 11am for June 14th and moving on for the time being. Um, and we believe that this allows for us to reach and serve more people during this time, whether it's just more of our own people who feel comfortable coming, or even if it's people within the community or other people who don't have a church that's opening up right away. Um, we think this is a great opportunity to do this. And we, we won't have any Sunday school. We won't have nursery. We won't have SBC kids uh, for the time being, just to make that a little safer. And so we know that adds some challenges there as well. But um, but really, that's kind of our heart is that these two separate times we space people out. Something else is we have uh, we've been able to take out the pews and put in the chairs. And so thankfully, we've had a lot of volunteers over this time come in and clean chairs, clean carpet, uh, vacuum, all that stuff, take apart the pews, bring the chairs downstairs from the balcony, which was a big task. Um, and so we're spacing out the chairs every other row so that people can be six feet apart. And, you know, we're encouraging families to sit together and kind of about three chairs in between you and the next family unit, essentially, just to help space people out again. And we're going to have plenty of room in there for people to spread out so that you feel safe and healthy. We're going to have greeters standing outside of the doors with hand sanitizer so you can get that as as you would like. Uh, We're going to have doors propped open so nobody has to touch doors. Um, we're going to have people wiping down commonly touched areas, mainly, you know, like the bathroom door handles. Um, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we can to be safe ourselves, but also protect the people who do come. We're, we're currently working on putting in some units into our air handlers to be able to purify the air and just clean it. And essentially it sends these things out to attack 
um, yeah, the, the it sends out hydrogen peroxide, which attacks the germs, and uh, it's it's very safe for everybody. But it's it cleans the air, and especially with the chairs, it even cleans the chairs. And yeah. So so I anyway, was, I'm gonna talk about that. I was hearing yeah. somebody talk about that yesterday, and and I was thinking, wow, this is a cool thing. It, it, these filters will sanitize the air, but also sanitize anything in the room. Yeah. Like the chairs. So you don't have to go around wiping down things with Lysol. Right. So one of the things is with the chairs, there's not a hard surface that we have to clean, like the pews that's wooden where people commonly touch. Uh, But because it's cloth, it absorbs more. But with this putting out the hydrogen peroxide and putting it into the air, um, it actually can seep into the cloth even, not just in the air, but even into the cloth to clean it. And so, um, so anyway, it's, you know, just an added level of cleaning and safety that, you know, it's, it's cost but it's uh, it's worth it, um, and so it's been something just to help people feel safer as they come back and worship with us, um, and that's some of the main things that kind of we're doing, and we're asking, you know, there's some things we're asking of our people. Um, we're asking, you know, especially if you're sick or if you're vulnerable um, or if you just don't feel safe, we encourage you just to stay home and watch online. That's, you know, mm-hmm. you're still joining us, um, and we're going to have that live stream at 11 a.m. once we start back on June 14th. So join us for that. Uh, but we're also asking you just, you know, assume that no one wants to touch you. <laughs> assume that <laughs> nobody wants a handshake or a hug or, yeah. you know, and just play it safe uh, because people do have their own preferences. Mm-hmm. And so just assume that, you know, cough, sneeze in your elbow, wash your hands. We have, again, we'll have hand sanitizer and stuff. So just be safe. Um and uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're asking. So we're trying to do everything we can to promote safety, and we're just asking everybody who comes to really do the do the same thing there. Um, and we believe that if we do that, we can you know follow the recommendations the CDC has. You know, if you feel comfortable coming and you want to wear a mask or you want to wear gloves or whatever you want to do to you know to keep you safe, you're absolutely welcome to do that. And and we encourage you to do that. So so yeah, we're we are in in hopes of promoting safety. That's that's kind of our our precautions were taken. Yeah. And I think that's good and it's helpful, a good helpful conversation to have because, you know, some people are hearing, hey, the church is opening back up. And d- depending on where you stand on that, you're hearing one side or the other. Yeah. And some are probably less hearing that and they're a little, they're a little fearful. They want to be with us um, because, you know, we're family, but they're still at that, like you said, they're either vulnerable or they just don't feel safe yet. Um, we understand that. Um, there is not going to be any judgment or any way, shape, or form on any of those things. Yeah. I also want to add the little caveat you mentioned earlier about we won't have nursery, we won't have kids ministry. Now, that might mean some parents might feel, oh, I don't want to come and my mm. kid be rowdy. Yeah. We want rowdy. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we think that's the noises like kids are, that's just the sound of a heartbeat of a church. Mm. So we want to hear those noises. Otherwise you're a dead church. Mm. So we're, we, we, we're just going to assume your kids, if they're noisy, are saying amen yep. to whatever Pastor Kivett is sharing that day. <laughs> uh, so we, we welcome all that. We want, to, want you to know that this is a safe place for all that. And that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Harper, thank you. I really think that was a beneficial conversation to have um, to help people to know what to expect. Um, hopefully our members are, are listening to this and they can kind of We've been able to talk them through some things. They've already gotten in emails. Um, but also maybe there's somebody outside of our church, maybe a pastor, and they're thinking, how do I open up a church? How do I, after we've closed it down, how do I begin the process of reopening it? We don't know how long this is going to be, uh, going to this two-service model and, and smaller numbers. We don't know. We're, we're learning as we go and we're playing it by ear. But I think the key in all this is flexibility. 
Yeah. Um, we, we might realize first week, hey, we need to do something different next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our goal is, again, to keep people safe so the way they can still meet but still feel safe when they do so. So, uh, Pastor Harper, thank you for that. It was a good, beneficial conversation. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed it. You can uh, email us if you have questions at info at salembaptistnow.org. You can visit our website at salembaptistnow.org. We'd love to be able to talk with you, interact with you over these things, and we look forward to talking to you real soon. This has been The Pursuit from Salem Baptist Church. Located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Salem Baptist Church exists to help people find and pursue life in Jesus. We would love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook at SalemBaptist underscore WS. Or you can email us at info at salembaptistnow.org.